All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm gonna hit the town. And the music is fading out, and we are here at Gen X Talks, the podcast. This is another Dad Solo edition, and I woke up this morning with some things on my mind. And this one is going to be a roller coaster ride, so you might as well just sit back and turn your speakers up. This one you might have to play twice. (laughs) You might have to. And I want to tell you what's been bothering me, as with with all of us. There's just, uh, you know, there's... 350 million Americans in this country and there are social issues and that go on and you know we we fight with them and against them um, depending on what side of the coin you're on all the time and I have talked before uh, about racism there's a whole podcast on racism that was kind of taken from Morgan Freeman when Morgan Freeman uh, said if you want to end racism quit talking about it and I really thought about that for a long time. And every angle that you can take on that statement, he's right. He absolutely is correct. And we, I'm not going to rehash some of that. There's a, there's the, like I said, there's an entire podcast that explains my opinions and my theories on that and how, uh, and how Mr. Freeman um, is actually doing more good than most with his with his words what I want to talk to you about is kind of a conglomeration of conversations some of them came from the live streams with you folks and some of them through emails and then there's a lot of them that have been in-person conversations I've had for a long time so let me um, let me kind of I'm going to fumble this all right I need you to know that this is not going to be a cohesive uh, conversation like you would find on uh, Ben Shapiro or Joe Rogan or Dan Bongino. It's just I'm, I'm not that fluent. So forgive me if I bounce around a little bit, but I still think I'll be able to make the point. And then you can throw stones or you can quietly walk away or you can applaud cough quietly with a golf clap. <laughs> um, I like parades. I like barbecues. Um, I like the 4th of July. And <clears throat> there seems to be some groups out there that are hell-bent on telling me that I shouldn't like those things, that I don't like those things, that they represent bad America. And um, I always talk to you guys about how the pendulum is always swinging. I tell you about the pendulum swinging from one direction extreme to another. And this is one of those conversations I really feel that I'm uh, myself and a lot of people I know are tired of being told what we like and what we don't like. We're tired of being told um, what's wrong with America and that nothing's right with America. And in these conversations I've had, if you go back and let's say, let's say you wanted to have some pride in your nation, 
All right. Let's say you just went back to the 1940s and said, you know, America is a great nation. We came together um, to defeat the bad guys in World War II. Um, everybody did their part. Um, little kids were bringing metal and wagons to recycling centers for the war effort. Women went to the factories and began working, and men gave their lives. And you can feel some pride that America came together and did a great thing. <clears throat> Not for very long, though, because there is a group of people that will stand right next to you and point out, oh, sure, the 1940s were great, World War II, America did a great job. Um, what about all the, the black men that couldn't serve their country unless they were in segregated units and they had lesser food and lesser care? And, and black airmen, the Tuskegee airmen had to, you know, they couldn't participate in the victories. They were always shoved to the side. So, you know, you don't want to complain and argue. You move on and say, well... I think the 50s were really good. You know, in America, where the war was over and everybody was prospering and everybody had jobs and moving forward. And here they come again. Oh, you like the 50s, do you? You like it when, uh, when uh, black people had to live in separate black neighborhoods and they still had uh, separate drinking fountains and they had separate places they could enter buildings. Well, no, I wasn't talking about, you know, I was talking about that part, talking about, you know, the, never mind, let's just go on to the 60s. And they, for, before you even get to anything good in the 60s, they talk about how the Black Panther movement was necessary and how there was race wars. And you're like, okay, well, I, you know, maybe it was in the 70s. And they say, oh, when, when black people were kept in the inner cities and uneducated and poor. <sighs> no, I really wasn't talking about that. They, and then you go to the 80s and the 90s, and they throw, well, what about when Rodney King got beat by those white police officers? And eventually you get to a point where you realize no matter what decade or what generation you're talking about, there is always going to be people, groups of people, that point out the misfortune and missteps and terrible bad things that happened during that time when you're you're trying to take a moment of national pride and say hey america's great they're going to take a, a a situation and tell you it's not and here's why it's not well there's a couple of trends i noticed about these people when they do and say these things number one they don't repeat themselves you ever notice that did you ever notice that they 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 can they don't talk about slavery like it's happening today. Oh, they they complain that it did happen. Sure, there there's just certain people that are three hundred years from now they're going to be complaining about you know that slavery did happen. All right, we can't we can't erase it from the history books. It did happen, but we fixed it. And they talk about segregation in the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, but you can't talk about that now because we fixed it. And they talk about all the, the race wars in the 70s and inner city poverties. And the, all right, well, we're, we fixed a lot of that. You ever notice that they, they have to move on to something new to complain about? And they act like what they're complaining about in, the, in these incidences is, is the norm, is the normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill, the way the world is. And, well, it's not. I mean, we know it's not. The rest of us look around and say, okay, I, I get what you're saying, um, but it's, it's, not, it's not like that. But they sure scream loud about it. 
So I'm trying to get to a point where I'm saying, listen, do you not understand that America as a nation has always been capable, willing, and does change things? It changes itself as it moves along. As a, as a nation, there are things that we have overcome and we have dealt with. And I, kn I know that your favorite thing to do is to always bring it up um, and then you arrive at whatever current event is you know, on your mind today. But when I say they don't repeat themselves, they can't say, oh, there's segregation today. No, there's not. So what do they move on to? It's like, well, uh, there was a white cop that killed a black man. That's, the, that's currently the big issue. And I 100% agree that that's wrong and bad. In fact, um, this is where I'm going to lose a lot of my friends in this. When I look at something where a white cop kills a black man and basically murders him, my first thought is I want to go kill that cop. I cannot stand beyond words. I cannot tell you um, when someone uses their position of authority to take advantage and not only bully or harm someone when they kill them. I can't, I don't want them to go to prison for life. That, that, that person, that person needs to go in the electric chair. That's how I feel about it. Now, I know well, I'm not bringing up specific names of people and incidences and things like that. I, I, I don't, there's no point in arguing individual moments. I'm telling you that when something like that happens, the bad guy, if he's the cop, needs to be dealt with harshly and right away. It's my opinion, okay? But you can't take those incidences and say, well, look at the white cops killing black men, Yeah. I have done a ton of homework trying to find as many different statistics as I can to kind of pool them together. I am like the real clear politics of statistics. And when you pool them all together, you find out that more black cops killed black men, more white cops killed white men. Um, the, the, the incidences of white cops killing black men is very low. But that doesn't diminish its importance. It doesn't. But you also can't hang on that and say it is the norm in every city in America. And here's the part, here's where I cross over and try to get you to understand what my complaint is. When a city cop, a city cop kills a man, why do you hate a nation? Why do you hate a flag of a nation? I'm... Now, I need to know, because if you tell me the army is killing people, or the CIA is killing people, or the feds are killing people, then, yeah, if we've got some stuff, let, let's go get them, and let's make some changes on the national level. I got it. That's a government thing, and let's, let's, let's go do it right now. But if there is a cop that kills a man outside of Missoula, Montana, and the next day at some sporting event, you're going to kneel in front of a flag. I don't understand. Are you, are, you, are you asking for the government to be involved in that? Are you asking for the, the, the federal agencies to jump in and do something? Because I don't want that. I prefer we handle that locally. I prefer if that's a bad cop doing bad things, then we string him up and leave him there. I don't care. 
that he if he's murdering people or he's doing if he's if he's raping people and we catch him then you deal with it and you move on that's it you why 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 are you why are you yelling about a nation and and you know, here's how the circular argument goes okay they'll find an incident where a cop kills a guy and they start screaming about you know kneeling before the flag and america's a terrible place and then you bring that up and say well i don't understand why you're upset at america as a nation and what do they do they just recite history well this goes back to slavery and this goes back to segregation and and they just start now wait a second okay that was national problems i agree and we fixed it now you you can't drag this all together you can't just group all the national situations that we we as a country have fixed we've gotten past those you can't drag them and say well it's just 400 years of the same old oppression and this cop killing this guy is now the new thing yeah, it doesn't work that way I, well, I know i know what you guys do you 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 make it work that way and you scream louder and longer with these incidents that happen because there's not as many of them as there was in the 70s when there was race wars. There's not as many incidences when there was segregation. So you really have to publicize and sensationalize these individual things that happen and you make them last as long as you can. Now, I'm not calling them small and unimportant. No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. Remember, I'm the guy that a few minutes ago just said, if that happened, kill the cop. If there's if that's a legitimate murder that a cop committed, kill the cop. I don't I, I don't give a shit. And I don't care if I lose friends over that. If you are a police officer and you commit murder, you're you're done, in my opinion. What I'm trying to say is that I'm noticing that these groups that advocate for the other side have a tendency these days to, to, to make these incidences as big as they can for as long as they can because you don't really have any national issues to complain about anymore. And for some reason, you drag the country into city problems, county problems, or a state problem. Now... If you're really asking for the federal government to get involved, let me know that. I don't think you really are. I think you just want the national stage. But I'm telling you, Morgan Freeman was right. Fix the problem and stop talking about it. He was right. I want to bring up, I want to try to, <laughs> if I say I'm trying to show you something, then I guarantee you're going to go against what I'm saying. But I'm going to try to show you something. Let me give you an example. <laughs> of how I don't like how these things get handled. Let's say we had an auditorium of 10,000 Americans, all walks of life, okay? And they are watching some videos on a big screen and they're listening to a couple of lectures on how great America is. And they get done with this, however long it lasts. And after they're you're pumped up you're feeling good about america you're 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 looking at the things we've accomplished you're looking at the things we've overcome um, you're looking at the the greatness of the country and everyone's shaking hands and smiling and hugging each other and getting ready to go out let's go barbecue let's go watch a parade let's go grab a beer together because you've taken that time and that stage and that element and those 10,000 people and you've you've taught them 
you've shown them how America has has fixed itself as it went along, has repaired itself as it went along. You've shown them um, that it's it. You can have pride in your country, and that we work on big issues and we fix them. You you can prove it. You can show them. And now at the end of this, when everyone leaves, you have a back room of let's let's just say three or four hundred people that get together and say, okay, that was great. We put ten thousand people out that back door, and they are just loving on each other they're hugging each other you know they're high-fiving and shaking hands they're all walks of likes all creeds all colors and and they're into it man they're they're going out to do good to continue but there's three or four hundred of us in this back room and we know there's some issues that need to be dealt with and some are national and some are local but let's uh let's work on these things let's quietly try to solve this if there's people doing bad things let's go get them if there's murderers happening let's go stop them and if we catch them and we're too late then let's deal with them right then let's go fix let's go improve the things we need and so you have that group that does that and you have competent strong americans of all walks of life quietly in the background getting out there to solve these issues okay that's a big thing but what that's not what happens what does happen in the middle of this 10,000 person auditorium in the middle of this uh, of, of this lecture, of this, of this uh, 4th of July get-together where we're talking about America and how we've overcome things and we're doing good, what happens? That group storms the stage. They seize the auditorium. They grab the microphone and they start screaming about all the stuff that has occurred in America's past, you know, stuff that's already been fixed. And they start bringing up these incidences of things that are happening on local levels right now and they're holding up these uh these 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 very bad things that are happening but they hold them up as this is the norm in america this is normal this is what's going on and we have to fix it and they interrupt the entire meeting they shut off the video they seize control of the auditorium and as they're talking what's the first thing that happens well you get a bunch of people that just throw their hands up and go, all right, whatever, I'm out of here. They just don't want to hear it anymore because it's all the time. They get frustrated, they just leave. Now, they're not bad people. They're not. They just, they're just tired of hearing it pounded in their heads. Now, what happens to some of the other people? Uh, well, this is like Morgan Freeman says. You talk about it, you make it worse. So these people seize the stage, they seize the auditorium, and they start talking about all their issues that are going on their social issues right now well let's say they're talking about racism for the moment let's say that's the issue well now you have maybe maybe you end up with some some black people that weren't really thinking about it they were there for the pro-america rally feel good about their country feel good about themselves but now maybe they're feeling a little bit oppressed when they weren't before Maybe there's some white people that were there for the same rally and having a good time, but maybe there's some white people that start to feel guilt because of what you've said, because you've told them that they should feel guilty for everything that's ever gone on and black people should feel bad and oppressed and angry. 
Well, now you've taken an audience that was really coming together, really finding their own place with each other, and you've created some division. Now, not all of them. The whole auditorium isn't like that, of course. But you've taken some, and you've changed it, and you've changed how they feel. You've caused the very division that you pretend you're trying to fix. You realize that? Think about that. When you take, when you seize control of a moment, when you get on the news where people are just sitting home, having some dinner, mind their own business, or they're having a barbecue or a pool party or something, and all of a sudden you come on the TV or the radio, you cause division that wasn't even there. You know, I mean, why? Why are you doing that? What? Oh, I know. You're, you, you're going to not be silenced. You're going to tell people, you're going to tell people about racism. You're going to, you're going to, you're never going to let it alone. You're going to make sure that your voice is heard. Why? Are you informing someone that there's racism? Really? You think there's one person on the planet that doesn't know that racism exists? You, do you think you're doing this so you can uh, inform, keep people informed, new, new group of people that may not have known about racism? Are you making them aware? No. Everybody knows. Some people know more than others, but everybody knows. You, I promise you, you are not telling the whole world about racism because it's a brand new topic and you want to make sure everybody knows. But when you seize that auditorium, and it doesn't matter what your cause is, you could be saving the whales. But when you seize that auditorium, you disrupt what was going to be 10,000 people leaving that auditorium, proud of their nation, proud of their country, proud of their flag, hugging each other, high-fiving each other, buying each other beers, and you've caused that not to happen. You've caused people to leave that now don't care. You've caused division among some of them that don't like each other, and they liked each other just fine. You are keeping alive the problem. Now, what is the first thing these groups say when you corner them? When you say, quit bringing it up, quit talking about the past, quit dividing everybody, and why are you bringing up individual incidences of things that happen? things that happen they bring up and hang on to and promote those things and they when you corner them on it they fall back to hey they're important to us i wouldn't expect a white man to understand i wouldn't expect you you're white and you cannot speak on racism i wouldn't expect you to understand but those things are important to us they may not be important to you but they're damn sure important to us all right well, first of all, um, if you say that white people are the cause of racism, then I'm going to tell you white people can have an opinion. We are part of the equation. Yes, that's, that's what number one. And number two is I never said that the incidents you're talking about are insignificant. I said they were small. Now, you can twist my words. What I told you was they are very, very important and the officers should be dealt with right away and harshly. That's what I told you. But what I also said is it is one incident at a local level and you are trying to nationalize that this is a national problem and it is the norm in America. And it's not. 
let's recap. You guys completely will not let us have any pride in America because you point out 30 different things that happened over the past 200 years, even though every one of them has been solved and we've moved on. And the last thing that I feel in, in this area of, of social injustice, which is what it is, is incidences from people. Individuals will always be racist. There will always be individuals that are racist. And we have to find them and knock them in the dirt when they, when, when they, when they act out, when we find them. We have to. But there is never a reason to take those incidences and pretend it's a national problem. Okay? It's, it's, we are looking, America, to me, is a beautiful painting, and we're all looking at it, marveling at how wonderful this painting is. And it's taken a lot of work to get that painting to where we want it. And then you guys come along with this group and point out, look, there is an ink blot in the lower right corner. Oh, well, that's not good. This is no longer a masterpiece. Well, all right, there's an ink blot. But look at the painting. Isn't this a beautiful painting? No. Look at the ink blot. I don't want to look at the ink blot. I want to look at the beautiful painting or the beautiful sculpture. And you keep pointing out the chip in the foot of the sculpture. And you pretend that that's all that matters. You point it out. Every time, look at this beautiful painting. All you guys do is go, yeah, nice painting. Look at your ink blot in the corner of it. Look how ruined your masterpiece is. Well, why do you guys do that? Why can't you say it is a beautiful painting? Now let's work on that ink blot. Let's see what we can do to correct it, erase it, fix it, do something. But that's not what you guys do. And and for some reason, it's almost like these groups and these people get their self-worth the more they scream about the ink blot in the corner of the painting. I don't understand. I, I don't I don't I don't get why people want to do that. You know, it's it's in my opinion, and I'm gonna end this, and this is this is a really short podcast, but it was on my mind. Uh America is a great nation and I think every national problem that has come up America has been willing and able to deal with I think that America has changed so much in such a good direction that there's nothing left to scream and complain about in 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 this area other than individual incidences that come up on local levels, and then you try to pretend it's a national problem. And it's not. I believe that we are a great work of art that is always being improved upon. I agree that there are blotches in our painting. And I still think it's a great painting. It just has a, an ink blot in the corner. And I know you, to you, and you, I know, I already know, well... You know, to, to, to our movement, to our organization, I wouldn't expect you to understand, but it's most, it's very important to us. Yeah, 
I think that there's people even in your organization that realize that an ink blot in the corner of a painting is not the most important part of the painting. No matter how loudly you scream, no matter how many museums and stages you take over and yell and point at the ink blot, I don't, I don't think everyone agrees with you. I certainly don't. I think every time we do something like this, we divide. I think every time you scream and yell, it divides. You're not making anybody aware. Everybody already knows. Quit pretending that you're screaming to make people aware of the problem, to bring it to the forefront. No, we already know. And we're already fixing it. We've been fixing it for 200 years. I will show you evidence of improvement. I can prove it to you that America has fixed national problems for 200 years. We're all drinking out of the same drinking fountains. We're all going to the same schools. Okay, we all use the same front doors. All right? I, I promise you, America improves. And if you guys would stop dividing everybody publicly and start working on the problems individually, like Morgan Freeman says, stop talking about it. I wish Morgan Freeman would have said two sentences there. I wish he would have said, you want to, you want to end slavery, quit talking about it, comma, go deal with it with anger and vision and passion. When you see it, squash it, knock it in the dirt. Because that's, that's what needs to happen, in my opinion. But not, not grabbing center stage, not where you're on the news and your face is out there. That's not accomplishing anything. You turn people off, you make people angry, you make people feel oppressed that normally didn't feel that way. You make white people guilty that normally didn't feel that way. You ruin the chance for people to come together and fix the problems individually, locally, by causing, causing a scene that didn't need to happen. And I know the fallback position will always be the same. You don't know, you don't know what you're talking about, you're not us, and it's very important to us. If I haven't demonstrated by now that it's very important to me, if I haven't demonstrated by now that I'm willing to end someone's life who murders and isn't supposed to be in a position of power, if I haven't demonstrated where I'm at, if you're going to find a way to twist what I'm saying again, well, you are really desperately looking for a way to be right. You really are. Those are my thoughts on the matter. I told you I'd fumble them and get them all messed up. It's coming up on 30 minutes. The music's going to start up. Those are just my thoughts. I'm probably going to get the hate mail. I'm probably going to get banned from somewhere. But uh, this has been on my mind. And I really felt that some of the analogies needed to be presented. You guys can tell me if you like it or not. You can cancel me if you want. I'm ready. <laughs> Although... Although I'm just one tiny voice in the middle of the desert and I don't count for anything. So, you know what? Uh, rather than make a big deal about it, if you don't like it, just move on. I don't count anyway. Anyway, that's it for Gen X Talks in the podcast. We'll catch everybody on the flip side. Oh.